Speaking of listening to things, Lux, speaking of audio, um, you heard the new track? You heard that new Fire Grime song? I have song? heard the new Fire Grime song. Oh, yeah. Let's hit that track. I'm, I'm sharing screen for a second. Okay, let me click in there. Man, these new fucking uh, sound effects I've added to Discord, I hate them. I'm in love with the greatest gamer. <laughs> That's incredible. It's like it's it sucks that like he simultaneously is one of the wor most annoying people on the planet, but is it, like on paper he's living an incredible. It life. also just sucks that the gamers like elected him king. I did. I mean, I, his girlfriend did. I don't know if that's the no, same. No, but like. Gamers, like there's a big the the Elon Musk is the king of gamers. Contingent of gamers is like a not insignificant portion of the community. Oh really? I haven't really tested those waters. Oh yeah, people who love video games love to post about Elon Musk. We just don't. Those aren't the waters we go in because like they're also annoying. <laughs> yeah, like I feel like for me, like the the Elon Musk guys are like the same like Venn diagram is like weird stock and crypto people, and I feel like those people have like given up on playing video games and just like play whatever this weird like pedophile black market thing is you i mean you'd think so you think you know, frankly you'd hope so is get out of our dang cues <laughs> but like <laughs> please uh i i believe there's a a very substantial because like every time when, i'm just saying if you're a pedophile you shouldn't be allowed in the queue or you should at least go to the very back of the queue like we should be able to know in the Final Fantasy queue how many pedophiles there are, have, and they should get bumped to the end. I'm not saying don't play. They should have a big hat. You're saying anytime a nut, uh, anytime a nut, yeah, exactly. They have to wear a big hat in the game they can't take off. Yeah, <laughs> it's like so, so when they walk, so I'm nasty. And I should be in jail. <laughs> yeah. Says the hat. I I, I I load back in, and the entire town is filled with hats. Yeah, welcome to Hatsville, the hat community of Final Fantasy. Nothing to see here. Ugh, awful stuff. That, uh, yeah, you know, um, but, you know, it's like, if you're ex-girlfriend question mark uh i know they're still living in the same house is making a, a single about how you're the greatest gamer i mean it's it's it, it's hard not to at least be a little jealous yeah i mean it's you gotta i wish you know i wish people would put out songs about how good at gaming i am uh and they'd be they'd mm -hmm. be just as bullshit this one, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's got a strong internet connection. <laughs> Lux plays through games and never gets distracted by a book getting released on his phone. Like, um, yeah, so. That's pretty cool. I mean, my question, though, is what the fuck is Elon Musk playing? Like, what games is Elon Musk playing? Like, what what, what do you think is his style? Gotta be EVE Online. Oh, really? I feel like in EVE Online, he can just, like, uh, sort of do the thing he does in real life where he makes, like, quote-unquote brain genius moves that eat dog shit, and then he uses pre-existing wealth to, like, buffet his position into, like, effectiveness. Which you can very much hmm. do in the EVE Online markets and stuff. Hmm. Yeah. He strikes me as a Bayonetta guy. Oh, yeah. 
Definitely. I think he, there's got to be some kind of MMOs that he can flex, but I think you're right that he definitely plays Bayonetta and definitely like, yeah. I'd honestly, I feel like you could listen to that Grimes song and think that like, maybe she caught him cranking hog to Bayonetta cutscenes like one, like one too many <laughs> times. <laughs> <laughs> he's really good at gaming. <laughs> She's like, he, she loves the game more than he loves me. We stopped having sex, but he's jacking off to Bayonetta three to six times a damn day. Now it's weird because it's like now I look at Grimes and I'm like, Grimes is your classic good at, at video games like archetyped female. Like she's she she's got a weird colors in her hair and it looks like she's been like staring at a screen too closely. Like like she like looks like she like it would be cracked at like any game. But like we we don't hear enough about what she's playing. Yeah, I do wonder. What Grimes is? I mean, I feel like Grimes is like hardcore though. I feel like Grimes like is playing like like Warzone or is like has like a bunch of level 90 jobs in FF14 like and now listen I don't like either of these people let me make that very very clear they both go into the jail underneath the ocean if I had my way or if I had my way to go the into Party, the big buckets the big bucket and you know what that's just a and that's honestly just an aesthetic difference yeah. but one that we will fight to the death yeah. over Griffin wants a jail and we will vie for yeah, control Griffin wants a jail in the Mariana Trench I want a huge field filled with huge buckets that you put each individual person in their own bucket I'm sort of the Stalin of the sea yeah. and I'm sort of the Lenin of the land <laughs> <laughs> Lenin of the bucket yeah. and I'm more of the Bakunin of the bucket I can do this all day um, but yeah it's it is it is wild to me how much of culture is people who are insanely dislikable talking about the things that we like <laughs> yeah that's tough but i mean ultimately whatever that's everything is going to have bad fans but i guess my ultimate point was is like i want to i don't like grimes or elon but i do encourage them to game as much as possible and to post and do less in the real world like like them having an unhealthy game addiction could only benefit the planet right yeah i think well mm, okay probably yes i think there's definitely a line of like they play a lot of games and think the games have some good ideas and then like some bad money gets spent on some bad ideas. Um, For sure. But I think in general, like the more time Elon Musk spends like working on his like paladin leveling and then the less time he's spending like trying to turn Chicago into a hyperloop. It's like that's definitely better for Earth, I think. Yeah, just like if you can like if he gets really into like, you know, city building games or whatever, like maybe he won't like kill us all in underground tunnels. I don't know. It's just optimism. You know, I'm just I'm just trying to find a a bright side of the story because um, gaming and Elon Musk cross over once again into a little story that came across the Game Boy's desk. Oh, which, by the way. Hi. Hi. Welcome to Game Boys. Yeah. Welcome (laughs) to Game Boys, a show about video games. I'm Lux and I'm one of your hosts and i'm griffin and i am one of your hosts and of course we are always joined by Haley. well welcome back Haley. uh but you know there is a paper of record known as the new york times which has a new article about elon musk and video games a new tesla safety concern drivers can now play video games in moving cars um <laughs> This just came out a couple of hours ago, uh, and I'd like to read a few excerpts from it. And Lux, you may you may stop at me at any okay. moment, okay? 
Not long after buying a Tesla Model 3 this summer, Vince Patton saw a YouTube clip highlighting a feature that took him by surprise. Three video games that can be played on the large touchscreen mounted in front of the dashboard while driving down the road. All right, I, I thought, wait, sure. I want to stop you there. <laughs> Most cars that I've been in don't let you pair your Bluetooth while they're moving. Yes. They don't let you move with the seatbelt off. Yeah. Like sometimes. Uh, that's, this is so crazy. Uh, that's. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also just the idea that they're like, it's just all of a sudden like appeared like in the car. Like that's just like, they don't roll these things out with any like tutorials or explanations. It's like, nope, boop, here you go. Actually, uh, now your car can, you know, uh, perform fellatio. We didn't tell you. It's a surprise. You just accidentally hit the button. Right. Well, it's almost like, so this is my one experience with Tesla is I got into a Tesla that was driven by my old boss, uh, shout out to Jacob Solomon. And we were driving around and then I kept hearing this fart sound. Uh, and I was like, what are you, are you gassed up my man? Are you gassed up? You farting? And he was like, nope. Mm-hmm. And then he showed me that there's a, one of the many features of the Tesla is a whoopee cushion button that you can press wow. that makes a fart sound. Um, okay. deeply unnecessary feature of a car. And it just seems like, boy, they really quadrupled down on that choice. <laughs> With this one. Yeah, you know, you know, you know what I want to travel and kind of put my life inside is like the app store. Yeah, that's where I want to live in. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, continuing on here, I thought surely that can't be right. Mr. Patton, a retiree in Lake Oswego said, but in a parking lot, he gave it a try and he was able to play a solitaire game on the Model 3 while in motion. I only did it for like five seconds and then turned it off. He said, I'm astonished. To me, it just seems inherently dangerous. The automaker <laughs> added the think? games in an old. <laughs> you, fu- you, fucking, you know, if you text, if you send a forward text messages while driving, there's a 600% increase in your chance of killing a guy. And it's like, do you want to do some it Texas It reminds hold'em? me of like, it, this reminds me a lot of the relationship of like, when James Bond is given a new car and doesn't know all the things it can do. And like Q is like put like three secrets into it. It's like, uh, oh yeah, now it shoots flamethrowers. And they're like, I don't really know if I want yeah, that. Well, it's like that, but if it was like, it shoots flamethrowers <laughs> and also while it's flamethrowering, uh, all of the windows and mirrors turn black and you can't see anything and it's impossible to drive. Yeah. And also, you're not a spy. You're in the parking lot of your son's elementary (laughs) school. Exactly. exactly. (laughs) It's just like, um, so uh, the automaker added the games in an over-the-air software update that was sent to most of its cars this summer. They can be played by a driver or by a passenger in full view of the driver, raising fresh questions about whether Tesla is compromising safety as it rushes to add new technologies and features in its cars. It's a big concern if it plays in view of the driver for sure, said Jonathan Adkins, executive director of the Governor's Highway Safety Association. Um, Tesla's autopilot system, which can steer slow and accelerate a car on its own, has for several years faced criticism from safety experts because it allows drivers to take their hands off of the steering wheel for extended periods, even though they are not supposed to. And it lacks an effective... Every sentence of this is just like... And just like this feature does do a thing 
And yes, that's the sort of thing that will put the driver and other drivers in danger. Anyways, here's the next sentence. Like, it's fucking, this is crazy. It is like, reading this is like, sort of like, it already, it feels like we are in like, like that sort of like the rapture in Bioshock was a city under the water where you could do any kind of invention, like, like, like no, and no laws would stop you. And it feels like that city is just everywhere now. Like, because it's like every single report from any like purported regulatory system or government official says this shouldn't be allowed yet. They are flying up and down my street in LA constantly. (laughs) Um, And so there, yeah, it's just really, that's just really, yeah. The dissonance that's really fascinating. Yeah. Just like the, the structure of the article is what's shaking me to my core. Is that like every sentence seems to be like clause one, Here's the thing that happens. Clause two. And for don't forget, you, you could die. Anyways, aren't yeah. we excited about clause uh-huh. one? So, uh, you know, the uh, the article goes on to talk about how it, one of the greatest statistics uh, of car crashes in America now isn't drunk driving, but like distracted driving. Right. Um, AKA someone is on their cell phone um, or playing solitaire in their Tesla. Uh, but uh, yeah, you know, now that now Tesla has um, uploaded all sorts of games like Stardew Valley and stuff like that. Like, can you imagine like you were like building something or like farming something in Stardew Valley, like really minutely. And like, like you're not paying attention <laughs> yeah. at all. Like you're playing Stardew like, Valley. Like I've been around people playing Stardew Valley. It, they like I'll be in the same room with someone playing Stardew Valley. I'm like, hey, it's time to eat dinner, and they'll be like, they're like well, <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'll be like hitting them on the back of the head. Exactly. Yeah, it's like they are basically in a farm simulator a coma yeah. at that point. <laughs> um, so. Um, until this summer, video games in Tesla's software package, there were more than a dozen, could be played only while a car was in park. That changed with the new update. It added Solitaire, a jet fighter game Skyforce Reloaded, and the Battle of Polytopia Moonrise, a conquest strategy game. Uh, you know, uh, in a second YouTube video, another Tesla owner also shows how the game can be played while the car is in drive. This is pretty dangerous, the owner says in the video. I'm sure somebody's going to use autopilot and then play Solitaire while they're on autopilot. Take note of that, Tesla. Yeah. <laughs> And don't put it in your fucking car. Like, I mean, I mean, I, I love the attitude of this guy. He's he's like, I am the lab rat. I paid one hundred and twenty five grand to be an obedient and like optimistic and note giving lab yeah, rat. I mean, you know, this reminds me. There's a different Tesla thing or like Elon Musk thing a couple of days ago where they put out these like weird, shitty looking like modernist whistles. Um. And I saw a mm-hmm. post where someone was like, I like Elon Musk is a genius. He put out these stupid looking whistles and sold them for like $50 a piece and they sold out instantly. I bought eight. Mm-hmm. And it's like, <laughs> you even know, like you even know it's a grift and you're doing it. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. These fucking, this is why I'm saying this is why it's bad that Elon Musk is to some people, the king of video games. But it, that's what I guess you're right. But it's like, what's so fascinating to me is like, I mean, every like 
we have no power at all in this country. Like, look, like for a country that says, oh, we're all motherfucking individuals. Like we have no real power. The only power that most Americans have to exert is on retail workers is like on, on their consumption like on, on their treats and the people that give them their treats. So whether that's waiters or movie theater ticket attendants or whatever, those are basically the only places that like, you know, um, people can like exert power on someone. And I mean, I can't think of how many times if the smallest thing is wrong, like at, at their dinner or whatever, how people will instantly complain and throw their weight around. It's really because it's the only way people have to express themselves in any of those kind of ways. And in any kind of consumer situation, if your product was this fucked up, you would be complaining. You would be demanding a refund. You would be suing. You would be bitching, crying, and moaning. But for this particular consumer product, it is the exact, exact opposite. Good, they can be treated. They can be treated as horribly as possible uh, because they are part of part of this weird and that's like fucked up cult. Super fascinating. Yeah, I mean it's 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 part and parcel, right? Like. I was I was talking to someone yesterday, like the most fucked up thing about contemporary American capitalism is like I'm not the most fucked up, but one of the most fucked up is the way that it's made the act of purchasing or the act of consuming like an ethical expression of power as opposed to what it actually is, which is just like engagement with a system in which you have minimal agency. Like it doesn't actually matter on an ethical or power level, like what you buy or what you do as far as like consumption goes, because like it all goes to the same place. There's only like 15 fucking people. Um, <clears throat> well, no, it's just the power relationship is the only place where you well, as an individual have right, any power. There's power over like retail workers, like you said. But the thing that is. Yeah. Over like other yeah, people. That exists. But what I'm saying is that like there's a huge thing that is like the things you buy and the things that you consume dictate like an ethical or moral or personal like existential position. when They obviously don't. And the huge trick of the world is convincing everyone that they do. Um, and the, the Tesla people are like the most version of that where they're like, I think mm-hmm. Elon Musk is super genius. I will spend a 20, a, a quarter of a million dollars on dog shit stuff that will kill me because then I mm-hmm. too will be a brain genius. Um, and that's mm-hmm. like the greatest trick in the world. And it plays out in a lot of different ways. The way it plays out with the Musk people in particular, like you're saying is like really fucking insane. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and, you know, just one last statistic to to cat this article is the combination of hands free driving and drivers looking away from the road has been connected to at least 12 traffic deaths since 2016 in Tesla cars that were operating in autopilot mode. Um, wow. Those are just the ones that they officially were able to get in the books. And that's like a pretty tall number when you add all those caveats. Yeah, I mean, it's like every that's like uh, literally means I think. What is it like? It's like every six months, a, a, a not like a Tesla on autopilot kills a guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, you're right. That is like, yeah, that it's like every six months it happens once, which which honestly, like, it kind of does feel like that has been happening. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it's it's not a big enough number to be like a crisis crisis, but it is a big enough number to be like we shouldn't do this. <laughs> but it's like it's 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 like these people seem sick enough that like. It would have to happen once a week, and even then, <laughs> like it seems like the it seems like the like the f- Archer stop knocking the bone around. I'm recording the podcast. <laughs> it seems like these people don't need 
a specific fact about why Tesla is dumb or why Elon is dumb, because that's not like appeal. We're, we're not appealing to like the need that's being satiated here. Like these people need to feel like they're a part of something. Yeah. And it's like, until you give them something else to be a part of, they're going to like do all of this freak shit like like forever and so like at the end of the day like that's the real thing we got to solve like there's no there's no incriminating evidence like we can hang in front of these people when i talk to my dad about this shit it's like talking to a fucking wall he's just like yeah elon musk is fucking base yeah you know and so it's like at the end of the day it's like we have to give them a better cult i guess they just like they just like yeah it is culty especially in the sense that they like move the goalposts around these crazy ways where you're like so what did Elon Musk actually invent? And they're like, all this stuff at Boring Company. It's like, well, actually, that was invented by, like, engineers uh, and and who worked there before he was even involved. And it's like, well, he got there and then he financed their ideas. And it's like, well, no, they were working on this before he even got there. Um, and he was like, well, he created the capital and, like, pushed them forward. And it's like, okay, by, like, being in the room with the PayPal guys, right? And they're like, yeah, but he, like, he drove that forward. And it's like, well, no, he we have proof that he didn't. And then it's like, well, then where did he get all this money from? And it's like, well... His parents own an emerald mine. His grandparents gave him a bunch of money for free. Um, and like you can go down the line. It doesn't matter. They just keep moving the goalposts of like why he matters, even yeah. if it's like the reasoning behind it. Because him. it's not about that. Yeah, it's about he like symbolizes yeah. a very specific type of guy. And then those types of guy or people who or even more distressingly, people who aspire to be that type of guy, <laughs> like are mm-hmm. just like super wet for it. Um, and it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> We need to uh, retire the epic Reddit lords of the future and go back to something more traditional like uh, like MySpace band pages or something. Just something more pure and yeah, human. For sure. Speaking of pure and human, do you mind if I segue <clears throat> to some breaking news? Take us away. All right. Uh, this is from uh, from our friend Forrest who has just sent me this. this. is a tweet from Final Fantasy XIV. I'm telling this mostly just for you, Griffin. Okay. North America, hashtag Final Fantasy XIV and Grubhub are teaming up to bring you the greatest grub of all time. For a limited time, starting on (laughs) December 9th at 4.30 p.m. Pacific, place an order on Grubhub and use the promo code NWALKER at checkout to earn your own Eat Pizza emote. Let's, oh my God, wait, they're geniuses. Yeah, that's the thing. This isn't just a silly tweet. It's like, this is a new idea and it's like, fucked up and like evil capitalist stuff but it's like a very good idea it seems like it's like they're for what they're asking of you to do you are being rewarded like the equal amount for it it seems good well i don't think it's good because it's just more sort of roping people into various probably worker abusing economic systems and job and like businesses but that said a no ethical consumption or capitalism so who cares b more significantly it symbolizes like a very smart approach to this of to like game and company partnerships where like there's a funny kind of emote that you can just hide inside of like some silly thing. And then anyone who wants it just has to like do business with just like has to like order some Grubhub and you get the pizza emote. And this is like this is new territory, right? I've never heard of like a company selling an emote to you if you use the right promo code. Yeah, um, this is really fucking cool. I'm going to do it. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's very, very smart. I mean, first off, I'll say it's completely aesthetic. It's not game breaking. Those are all really important things. Um, and the second side of things, it really appeals to me as, um, as like a collector. Cause it's like, if you really like 
something or a game and there was that limited edition toy at McDonald's or whatever. Like you went to McDonald's to try to get that that toy or whatever, you know, and this kind of stuff reminds me of that. Now, I think where this stuff could go wrong is if it's like you have to uh, acquire this incredibly expensive thing in order to get this right. thing. I think that could be pretty bleak. That's bleak. Um, and and, and, and then it, also if it's like if you want to unlock the new AR-17 in Call of Duty, make sure to buy a gun. <laughs> Any gun. You don't even have to buy the AR-17. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think there's that. But um, yeah, man, it's like on the other side, it's like someone did have to spend the time to, to, to animate all of the characters eating pizza that took time, money, energy, and design. And uh, you know what? They have to make that. They have to pay those people. They got to, we got like, to me, like that's pain. Some artists made some some money for sure. The artists. Yeah, no doubt. (laughs) Um, Also shouts. (laughs) One thing that must be said is shouts out to the Grubhub sales team for like Mm -hmm. getting like, for being like, Endwalker's going to be huge. People are going to be so horny for yeah. emotes. We have this cool idea. Let's pitch it to them. And because I I think there's like an almost 0% chance that this idea came from Final Fantasy fourteen. Yeah, I think it's I think it's smart. Um, I think that the way that Final Fantasy also uses emotes is really fun because uh, the facial animations of the characters are a lot more like subtle and like varied than like in World of Warcraft and stuff. So it's just, there's just a pl- an unlimited amount of like unique expressions that they can like release over time, um, which is like really fun to collect. Cause you obviously you get your basic um, emotes when you start, but like I've unlocked like specific emotes by playing the game and stuff. And they're, they're, they keep, they just, it's like, there's always a fun new one. So that's cool too. Um, Emotes are fun. Um, you know, like uh, last thing I'll say about this, because then I, I do want to talk a little bit about Endwalker since we're on yeah, the subject, sure. um, is this whole thing about like Square. This isn't Square Enix. Is, this isn't the only thing Square Enix has done with like Final Fantasy 14 promotion. And it really does give me this like vibe of like. I don't know, like early to like mid 2000s, like like movie products and like how like they really did plaster them in like every fast food place on every soda, like on on everything like you would know when the next movie thing would come out. And it seemed like marketing budgets pulled off of that for a while and like went more Internet. Um, and it feels like Square Nick's approach to America is just like, no, we're making toys. We're doing all these crossovers. Like the American audience finally knows we exist. And now pizza. there is going to. <laughs> yeah. And it's like and it's like I love these characters in a way where it's like I would love to go and get a shitty McDonald's toy version of any of the characters or whatever. Like I would get that at this point because it's like all I want is more of this world. All I want is little knickknacks. Like this is this is like a game that where all of that bullshit is meaningful to me. I mean (laughs) yeah, fair enough. I like I would talk shit, but like I spend twenty five dollars a week on X Men comics. So like who the fuck am I? Um oh yeah. For sure. So, yeah. Well, thanks for that tip, dude. I'm going to be ordering some Grubhub right now. Well, you got to wait for December 9th at 4.30 p.m. your time. <laughs> okay. Thank you for saying yeah. that. Yeah. Thursday, <laughs> Thursday at 4.30. I'll, I'll, te- I'll text you. A, I'll DM you just to make sure you're on it. Um, you can just send, just thanks, send it friend. to like, if you're at work, just like send Hunter like a euro. 
Yeah, <laughs> and then get for the, sure. Get the, it'd be like, you get the Euro, I get the emote, you bitch. <laughs> um. <laughs> so, yeah, but uh, on the topic of uh, Hunter and Final Fantasy, uh, Endwalker came out. It yeah. came out a couple of days ago. And I have been enjoying it a lot from the when the chances I do get to play with it. I know that you have been watching Forrest play it a lot, too. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Um, but my overall big thoughts so far on just the launch is that they told us it was going to be like this. They told us the queues were going to be long at the beginning because they didn't they weren't able to build enough servers in time, but that more servers were going to come. Um, the queues are long, but I was able to play early mornings and late into the evening. But at prime time, there was going to be like a probably a two hour wait. Um, but then once you get on those servers, there were incredibly stable. There was zero glitches. It looked visually incredible. And all of the systems were, were playing out in really, really fun new ways. And there was even a lot of quality of life improvements. So for just on like a on a physical launch level, I this is probably one of the more successful MMO launches I've ever yeah. seen. I mean, this is the thing, right? Is that I've seen the posts that are like, I gotta wait 36 hours to log in as my white mage and shit. And that's fine. But like, this was an, <laughs> that's fine because that guy was just gonna go on to do racist probably stuff so. just based on his impression and the way he said white. Yeah, that's true. That guy was fucked up, honestly. We should never have let him on the podcast, frankly. That was a mistake. We apologize. <laughs> we'll try and do better. There will be a note. We just got he just climbed in your window and then climbed. I, know, right I gotta back stop out. recording with the windows open. People love coming in. But, yeah, okay. uh, <laughs> that shit's fine. Like that'll happen, but like it was inevitable that there was going to be this huge surge. Like we knew that weeks before it happened because of how popular the end of mm -hmm. Shadowbringers was and how much hype Endwalker mm -hmm. had. And like yeah. the amount of work that they did that like I've read about to future proof it as best they can is like pretty fucking substantial mm -hmm. and impressive. Yeah. And the fact that they were like, look, we can do everything that we can to like get the cues as short as possible. Or we can sort of mm -hmm. focus on making sure that when you're in, it works. And making that second choice be the priority, even if it means longer queue times, is absolutely the yeah. right choice. Um, of course. And yeah. like they've done like a shockingly good job of that. Like it's crazy to me that you are in a queue, that I've watched you on stream be in a queue that was like an hour and change we were hanging out. And then you got in and it mm -hmm. just ran like butter smooth. Like that's... That's oh, like yeah. a huge testament to the amount of work they did on as far as like server building and future proofing and maintenance. Like that's really wild. I'm like very big ups yeah, to them for that. Like they really are a every player. Every quest was functional. Yeah. yeah, it was. It's a player first agenda. Like it's very cool. Like they want to make sure that if you play the game, you have fun playing the game. It's not about boosting the number of how many players are playing the game at one time so they can tell stockholders about the big number. It's about making sure that everyone who's mm -hmm. playing it is having fun playing their game and experiencing the thing that they made. And like we've talked about this before, but like that does feel like the consistent attitude of final fantasy 14 versus like world of Warcraft or something like that. And that's good. That's a good way to think about making shit. Mm -hmm. And I also say that like in speaking to that comparison that you just made, 
the fans' reaction to the server cues and stuff, while there were some complainers, it was almost unanimously positive. Just people being like, we believe in you, Yoshi. We believe in the team. Like, like this will be okay. Like, don't worry. Like, we're here. Like, we're ready. Like, take, like we know you'll fix it. Like, the amount of just faith and, like, trust that they've established with this community is just so different from any other fucking gaming community that would just shit and piss and moan if this happened. And and that just goes to show it's like, wow, like, listen, if you make an experience that is player first, everything else will be forgiven. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, just think about it. Like, it would have been so easy for them to have been like, look, it's going to be rough for logins and the servers are going to crash sometimes because, look, there's a semiconductor shortage. It's hard to get the stuff to make the servers like the materials don't exist. And like instead, they were like, there's a semiconductor shortage. The materials don't exist. We're going to do the most that we possibly can to make this as good as possible. There mm-hmm. will be there will be shortfalls. We are in the middle of a supply chain crisis, but like we're going to do mm-hmm. our best. And they didn't use it as an excuse to not do anything, but rather they did the most that they could while conceding to their audience that like there are limitations to that. And, like, that is so much more mm-hmm. impressive to me than just, like, punting on it and being like, good luck, fuckos. Like, that speaks, <laughs> like, a very, like, real commitment to their players that I just think is very, like, more than anything that I've seen in the game is the thing about the game that gives me good vibes is that just, like, so much of their development process and their commitment is to the players and not to, like, a big, spooky, like, stockholder board. I don't know if that's a Japanese to American thing or if that's, like, a specifically these guys thing or like I don't want to like isolate the cause because I don't know it but it just seems very clear that like for them the focus is the game and not like any of the other shit that comes with the game you know what I mean and that's I think really fucking cool Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't they don't have stockholders in Japan. They have floating pillars, faceless pillars like in a, in a dark room and they go like in a semicircle. Yeah, that they don't want money. Yeah, I mean, maybe they do. They just but- want Aliens. Maybe they want a little bit of money, but they're just not They're They want the people who play the game to be happy that they played the game. And that seems like prevalent over the money thing. And that is very cool. Uh, Yeah. And like, um, yeah, so all, all, all that stuff is, is, is super cool. And they're issuing about a week of free game time already to basically every player uh for this and they might even issue more they said if depending on how bad the cues are um but you know moving on from just like the launch like actual the physics of it uh the game so far from the very few hours i've I've played i've been very good uh, they've taken the graphics up on a whole other level again uh the story has started out really 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 strong and it feels like this truly is the finale of something that's been building for a long time really they're really nailing that um the new zones i've been to have been really really fun um and i've tried one of the new classes as well one of the new jobs a reaper which is a really really fun it's my first time doing damage and um it's just it's just a really fun class it's it's got this whole really interesting rhythm system where you do normal moves to build up your demon bar and then once your demon bar gets full you pop your demon open and then that unlocks a second tier of abilities for you that do big damage and so it's kind of about continuing to build up the demon bar release the demon do big damage rinse repeat it's very satisfying um and so that's been fun. And, uh, you know, I've been going slow with the main story stuff um, because I wanted more people to get ahead of me so that like when people tune into me, they're like, 
not getting spoiled for the first time. But uh, yeah, I'm just really taking my time with it now. Uh, and, uh, you know, the, the I just I'm just really excited to, to just keep going through this at my own pace. Yeah, it's that's very it's I watching you play was really fun because the class looked really cool. Um, watching mm-hmm. the like story interactions I saw with you and the stuff that I've seen Forrest do, the, the story seems really fun. One thing I was impressed by with the story is that it really seems to be a really personally focused story in the context of like a huge like global event, which is a really mm-hmm. interesting way to tell a story, uh, especially when your guys are so big and strong. Um, yes. And I'm impressed with that. Like, I don't know. Like, again, I have my like weird MMO hangups, but so much about this game that I've been watching with Endwalker is just so impressive to me. And so very like in the zone of shit that I think is cool about video games. Um, mm-hmm. And I got to, I watched a clip where someone ate a big burger. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and that was awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. I haven't gotten there yet, but I saw a screenshot yeah. and it looks, it looks great. It was awesome. I loved it. It was a big burger. I saw a huge guy sitting in a chair <laughs> that was too big for him, even though he was huge, which I loved. Uh, as I was saying on your stream, there was a bunch of small head alerts on big boys, and that was really funny. Yes. Like, it's yes. got all the stuff. Like, it works. It looks awesome. It has very weird design choices that you get from Square Enix games. It has weird little stories mm-hmm. in, in it. Like, it really is, like, the whole fucking package, and the jobs are all very cool and differentiated. Um, yeah. And just, like, it is – it's a really impressive fucking piece of uh, expansion shit for a video game. Like, it really is, like – the kind of thing that like you could really hang your hat on as far as like spending a long time working on, you know, or playing like a, a specific fun game. And I'm, I don't know. I was really impressed mm-hmm. with it. Yeah. Uh, well, that's really cool to hear. And maybe once you get your PC, maybe you'll feel more accessible yeah, to dare it. to um, dream. Or maybe when I take a, maybe, maybe you know, a Christmas like, break, I'll give it a try again. Like I do have the game on the PlayStation. Yeah. And in the trials free, I think forever until, uh, until you beat Heaven, Heaven Sword. Um, but yeah, the la- I did want to comment on this, like this whole very like personal um, experience versus like while this external stuff is, is going on. Like that's like ultimately what has made so much of the game really good is, uh, you know, starting especially with Heaven Sword, the first expansion, there is this like grand arcing large historical battle between these people and these dragons but then they really root it all in these like in these characters um and that's just like a way of telling stories that like so many people i think uh either don't know how to do or like are afraid to do and it's just really something that like if world of warcraft had even done an inch of that likes kind of storytelling like i can't imagine where they'd be right now yeah well um, world of war like this goes to one of my movie things we've talked about this with like marvel movies before but that like there's so much more dramatic juice to making you care about the characters and making caring and worrying about the characters and their specific circumstances be the dramatic thrust than there is when you say the stakes of the story are everyone dies so you have to care about what happens because everyone's mm-hmm. gonna die like that has very little mm-hmm. juice to it, in my opinion. And it's so much better to like be invested in the characters in the world. And that is like World of Warcraft, from what I understand of it, and even just the Warcraft mainline games are very about like the bigness of the plot and not the the personal experience of the characters. Um, and it's just so much more it's much easier to get invested mm-hmm. uh, in that kind yeah. of thing. Um 
Yeah. And uh, I am invested. I don't think I'm even emotionally ready to see the end of this story, uh, but it's 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 upon us now. Uh, and guess what, guys? A commercial's upon you. Nice. Get wrecked. And we're back. It's the Game Boys. Me and Griffin and also the me and that sentence is Lux. That's my name. Haley is here, too, on the whoa, whoa, ones and twos. Griffin, do you want to play a quick game where I read you a headline and you react to it in real time? Yep. All right. Ahem. Trump, comma, Biden are potential super agers yes. whose oh, age does okay. not matter or whose age is not relevant to election study finds. Yes. What do you think about super <laughs> agers, Griffin? I think when I think, well, I think it's here's the thing. It's like the younglings are are weak. All we have are these old Sith and Jedi, you know, it's <laughs> all these all these younglings can barely like lift a rock. It's it's so what is Pete Buttigieg going to run? We need Joe Biden to run again. And, you know, who's who, Trump? Trump could Trump could run again. I, mean, I think Trump will run again. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, is like. Biden, like I haven't seen Biden in a couple of weeks. I feel like he's on like an old bend again. I feel like he goes through phases where he's like, I'm old, like getting way too old. And then like, he'll be like, I oh, know I'm back. He had like a weird speech <laughs> recently where he like sounded, I feel like kind of horny. Well, oh yeah, it was, it was, it sounded like, no, it sounded like, hey, I'm down, I'm down, I'm the president. Yeah, exactly. So that was weird. But yeah, it is. It's like this. And then we haven't seen him yeah, since. Yeah, we haven't seen him since. Maybe he gave himself a boner and died. Um, it's a pretty old thing yeah, to do. Yeah, well, that's the thing is, is like the super agers thing. Like, I don't even buy it for like one second. We just watched a whole ass campaign where all that happened was these two guys looked like they were old and about to die. <laughs> like, well, what they what, what they're speaking to and the article probably doesn't get this truth at all. There's a deeper truth that maybe they don't even stumbled upon is that, you know, there is no other option. Who 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 else who else is going to run on the Republican side? Who else is going to run on the Democratic side? Like the staleness of everything is is like only appropriate for these two no, candidates. It is Nothing else makes sense. It is true because the only real options on either side are to like seed ground of their youth movement, and the Republican youth movement is way less popular than the Republican old people, and the Democratic youth movement, while more popular than Democratic old people. Is something is that's and that's why they're scared of it. Do you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. the Republicans don't want their youth movement like, in charge because they'll lose, and their Democrats don't want their youth movement in charge because they'll win. Yeah, like the the well, the, the fascist like TikTok Republican kids, like they still need like I feel like eight to ten more years to really like sink their teeth into like a few offices. Um, and then they can like, you know, do more, but like right now, like these are all still like very nascent, like there is no real left in the country. And like this new alt-right is just like bumbling and kind of all over the place and kind of more influencer style than anything. Um, and so, yeah, all we have left are these two old fucking zombies. And you know what? There is something a little super about them, isn't there? (laughs) Hey, you gotta admit it. They're a little super. (laughs) <laughs> you know, I don't know. It's kind of I mean, they both love being in cars. I mean, actually, Biden loves driving them. Trump just like sitting yeah, Trump in them. just likes to sit in uh, a nice car seat. <laughs> but he's from New York. He's from New York. He's another. Yeah, drive. that's true. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, neither do I. Um, 
So I just right. wanted to. Yeah, especially a, a trucking double trucker or whatever the yeah. fuck. Well, I just wanted to get your reaction <laughs> to a super agers and this breaking news in the world of science. I think that they're both going to like get some of like the the what what's the what's the alien from Final Fantasy the 7 the genome or oh, whatever Genosha. like I, oh, I no, feel, Genosha. sorry uh, yeah, I feel, uh, oh my god Genosha's X-Men yeah, Genova Genova is the one from that Genova. Genosha's the X-Men I feel like they both either already have or are about to be given some of Genova's cells to make it through to 2024 cuz it's like like Biden like yeah like will will be like sort of aethering in and out of like the mortal realm on stage and trump will be like eating like a nuclear milkshake uh but it'll be like spilling out of his neck hole Uh, it's it's they're both gonna need a lot of genova yeah we're great super soldiers yeah i mean i can't that's the thing is biden super ager don't buy it biden soldier all caps I do okay, that. Yeah. That does ring true to me. Biden, Biden soldier program. That's why the voice, yeah. the those Genova cells already deep. in can't wait till that's 2024 when Biden just has his blaster sword or his buster, his buster yeah. sword. And he's got stuck in the well, ground. He would have the. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Who? Bitch, who's the cloud and who's the Sephiroth? I, Trump is definitely a Sephiroth, I guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Trump's yeah. like, like. Like Biden's confusing and dumb, but Trump's like crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and I think that's like the cloud Sephiroth distinction fundamentally is that cloud's like pretty dumb and confused and and Sephiroth's like actually nuts. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I guess uh, Amy Klobuchar is Yuffie. Yeah, that checks out. Like Kamal, like Kamala's Tifa, Bernie Sanders is Barrett. No, no, Kamala's Barrett. No, Bernie Sanders is Barrett. I, he loves the environment I, and his kids. Uh, listen, uh, Barrett could never, you know, could never, could never run for president. All right, fine. Counter offer is Bernie Sanders Vincent because he's old, but youth has a youthful energy. Yeah, I think Bernie Sanders is Vincent or Bernie. I know. I think Bernie Sanders is Red 7. Red 13? Red 7 the bar near my house. Red 13, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he is very wise, much like Red 13. And yeah. he is technically a genetically modified tiger. Yeah, and he's like, he's obviously powerful, obviously like, an- like ancient and wise. But like, listen, it's going to take more than just him. Yeah, that's true. He can't do it on his own. He can't do it on his own. Yeah, no, I Red 13 is the most not me us character <laughs> in the in the story for sure. Uh so um wait, what were we talking about? We were talking about <laughs> the super agers and then we started talking oh, about yeah. Fantasy 7. Do you have more headlines? We talked about that for a while. No, that was the only one that I had queued up because it just that was the one that shook me to my core. Okay. Um, yeah. I just like I saw that post and I was like, well, I got to read this to Griffin. I hope he hasn't seen this yet. Um, But speaking of things that shook me to my core, let's talk about Nicro. Let's talk about this man who's saying Mario. Oh, I was like, I was like micro dosing. Like, what? Uh, yeah. So uh, there's a man who's been I just sent this to you a few minutes ago. Logs. This man has been streaming for 45 hours. 
and all he's been doing is sitting in his basement saying the word Mario. He has a ticker that he spa- that he hits every time he says it that counts how many times he said it. What's he at? Like 400,000 right now? He was at like 440,000 last time I checked. Wow. Um, it's very dark. Yeah, it's very dark. I did a little science experiment where I sent the link you sent me to 10 of my friends on discord. Uh-huh. Um, and I am now going to read you their first responses. Okay, please. This, uh, is, this is good. The first answer I got was no, thank you. <laughs> the second answer I got is this is fake. <laughs> the third answer I got was, is he ever going? Sorry, is what's going to make him stop? That's an that's a really important question. What is it going to take? Yeah, the fourth answer I got was I don't like this. <laughs> the fifth answer I got was what a hero. <laughs> Someone's doing good work. Yeah, the sixth answer I got was fuck this guy. <laughs> but hey, like any like any big piece of art, it's going to have a, a multitude of reactions. Seven and eight are basically the same, which were variations on, I hate this. Yeah. Number nine was, why would you send me to this? And number 10 was, L-M-A-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O. Yeah. So that's sort of where the public is at with regards to uh, this horrible thing. There's always been weird streamer challenges. There's always been weird, long tests of endurance and stuff like that that have always upset me. Um, there's something uniquely upsetting about this one that sort of, it's sort of like, you'd say, like, oh, he's saying Mario a bunch of times. Isn't that goofy? Isn't that so silly? What a silly idea. But once you get down to the bare bones of what that's like for even five minutes, much less 44 hours, you do begin to wonder where mental illness is playing a part, either before this idea began or if mental illness is being literally fostered and grown uh, right before your eyes. Yeah. Like it, uh, it's, it's really hard to, to feel like something wrong isn't happening. Yeah. I feel like the next, like when this dude's done with the stream, the next time that he says Mario or like, here's the word Mario, like something bad is going to happen. Yeah, he's going to shoot up his school. Yeah. It's yeah. just like, it's, it does feel like, it does feel like we're pushing fucking, it's like, I don't know. it's like, here's what it seems like to me. It's like, if, if they were ever like flashback to like the Joker's backstory, it would be this. It'd be like, oh, this is how it happened. And yeah, I'd be like, this is oh. like an alternate take on Joker. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, oh yeah. Like that's totally a way it could happen. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Just, um, so, you know, there is something unpleasant about it uh, that I, that instantly, soured my my stomach but then you know as i watched it i couldn't look away and it really did start to suck me in like a tractor beam uh me and the some odd 700 other people that were watching him um and and chatting and it really did take me like having to sever the mental cord like directly to like pull away from it it was like hypnotic yeah, so it reminded me of a a piece of Dada performance art that I saw a long time ago in a video um, where a guy covers himself in, yeah, here we go, 
what is this? What is this image I'm looking at? It's like a guy in a chef's hat and he's got like something like tinfoil or metal around him. He looks like a uh, he's wearing like what he calls a cubist costume. And he just kind of looks like a tube and he spins mm-hmm. around in a circle and just kind of like mumbles gibberish for yeah. a long time. And that had like the exact this had like sort of the exact opposite effect on me, because in that thing, it's like you're watching this guy do this thing. And it's like this weird dot up performance. And uh-huh. slowly your brain starts to turn the gibberish mm. into like meaning and like you right. derive something from it. And it becomes like a sort of exploration of how your brain creates like connections and, and meaning. And you impose like a reality yes. on it. it. It's like when and, you, it's like it's like taking like like acid and the walls start to fade away. Like you're like all contexts start to like melt. Yeah. And this had the opposite effect where it was like, I know what the word Mario means. <laughs> <laughs> and then the more he said it, the less I understood what Mario means. Yeah, I was unlearning the term. Yeah, and like my like my ability to process what I was looking at like diminished over time, which is like in some ways a very cool art experience and in some ways a very unsettling one. And either way, sort of a good argument for like weird Twitch stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think it's a good – I don't know if doing it for 45 hours is – no – I'll go a little harder. I'm very confident that doing it for 45 hours straight is bad for this person mentally. Um, That seems accurate. However, I do think that as a piece of like strange art or outsider art or just regular art period, it is doing some stuff that like is what art is for. (laughs) Yeah. it, It always, it always is tough when you're right on the line with this stuff because it's like, I, I always hated when like the fucking experimental hipsters would like cut themselves and take photos of it and shit like that. It always just felt like cheap to me um, and also just bad, bad for yourself to do. So like I, I, I do grow uncomfortable sometimes at like at people doing things to get attention with their art that seemed to be really physically bad for them. But I think it's always a case by case basis. Like, am I going to tell like David Blaine to stop like putting swords up his butt? Like, of course not. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Well, the thing with this is that like the act itself isn't inherently harmful in terms of like, it's not bad to you to say Mario. Well, um, but it is if you do it for five days. Right. Well, that's right. That's the thing I was going to say is that like. And, the, and some of it, the incentive is the fact that people will watch it. Like you wouldn't yeah. have done this without that audience incentive. Right. Well, right. But part of that is like, that's just what art is. Um, yeah. Right, right. But it is interesting because like it is in that same space where it, with this data shit where it's like it may not be good for this person, but he's not doing a thing that's explicitly bad except for the scale of it. Um, and it's, it's very, I don't know. It does like, it makes me wish there was more shit like it, but it makes me wish there was both no shit like it. It would just get out of my life. Cause I don't like looking at it. Mm-hmm. And also there's more shit like it because like there's an art critic whose name escapes me right now who died like this week who basically was like, art isn't supposed to make you feel good. It's supposed to be like cocaine. It's supposed to be like this crazy rush of emotion and feelings. And then like you want more, even though you know it can be destructive or dangerous. Um, Right. And like this feels like it's tapping into that energy. And I think that's a really good way to think about art. And I think it's a way that video games need to think about art a little bit more frankly, uh, rather than just being Skinner box receptacles and be more challenging and interesting in those ways. And so I really like the idea that, the that people are pursuing these weirder versions of 
of art on the internet and using it to explore that stuff. I just also wish it didn't make me so confident that a dude is going to like go insane and eat his own hand. <laughs> I, and I, and, and I, I agree with all of that. And I just wanted to say, instead of like, don't joker fire yourself kids because that's an old fucking meta. We're Riddler pilled now. Okay. That's the new thing. Get, start telling riddles, start dressing like an evil Ellen DeGeneres, an evil. Yeah. Good call, man. Just a quick digression into that trailer, into the, the Batman trailer that features the Riddler. Yes. Um, I've, I don't know the last time I have felt so confused about how I feel about a trailer in my life. I feel tired. Well, there's that. Sure. That's fair. I, I can respect I feel that. Like I but fucking f- ran a marathon. For me, it was like this trailer in many ways looks very cool. I like the I like the design. I like the colors. I like the art direction. I like the physical performance elements of it. Uh, All that stuff is like fun to me and interesting. But then in the trailer, people talk. (laughs) Yeah. And it all goes downhill instantly. Yeah, that's a good um, point. Well, I, maybe I, if they if it was a complete silent film, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, it would be. I like. I don't know what to think. Is like, I think I can't tell if it's like every line in the movie is going to suck this way, or if it's like the people who curated this trailer like have bad taste. Yeah. I've watched a lot of bad trailers lately, so we might be on a like anti-trailer arc. Yeah, well, I think people have the the art of trailers. We could do a whole fucking episode. The art of trailers has like definitely been diminishing in recent years. Yeah, it's really so many of them are just like, what if we just took a bunch of scenes and we threw a song in a minor key under it, and uh, the end. Yeah, yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough, but uh, yeah, like uh, wait, what the fucking movie? Oh shit! Oh my fucking chair! Yeah, I just <laughs> saw that happen to you. <laughs> Dude, this uh, chair's like what you get. This chair's like backwards. Well, this chair's like falling apart uh, for a multitude of reasons. Um, I don't know. Like for me, like nothing like particularly offended me about the details of the trailers that or that we've seen. It's just that it's all doesn't feel different enough. And for me, then I'm like, I'm just tired of that. And like, do something different. Like, go and make the Batman beyond like in the future or something like just give us something really different, you know? Yeah. I think that that makes sense. So, and can we end this before I fucking fall out of my chair? I was about to say, I think between you falling out of the chair and the end of that conversation, we're at a natural stopping point for the episode. Everyone pray for Griffin. Hope he doesn't hurt himself. Uh, If you want to send him your wishes directly, you can do that on Twitter and TikTok at Griffin P. Davis. You can find the man streaming on twitch.tv slash Chumaroom. If you want to get in touch with our amazing producer and choice maker, Haley, you can find her work on YouTube and Instagram at Eat Every Sound. And as for me, you can find me on Twitter. on Twitch at uh, twitch.tv slash pixel goblins every Thursday at 830 central where I stream with our friend Forrest also sometimes on Sunday um, and you can find me on Twitter at tailboy that's T-A-I-L underscore B-O-I thank you guys for listening and we will talk to you again next week goodbye bye bye